Welcome. Bienvenue to the Fancy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fancy tools discuss fancy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. NBA season's over. Time for us to look and do some evaluation about how we did um, in, in some of our predictions. But let me just get the 30,000-foot the view here. How do you feel that we each did? Well, I think we mentioned it on the pod a while ago, but we looked at all the over-under lines for the NBA for the season, and we independently assessed whether we thought it would be over or under for each one of those. Uh, those those lines and then we said okay well we're gonna go head to head who you know whoever we <laughs> we're gonna go head to head whoever wins um more is uh i guess superior and <laughs> i'm gonna but go with superior on top of that then we took the ones where we agreed and we said okay well here are the ones that we agree and then we put some confidence around those right so there were three right. that we were not nearly as confident on and then the rest of them, we'll say we were uh, more confident in those. How do I feel that we did? Yeah. Better than half. So, thumbs up. So, we are just slightly statistically better than random guessing. Right. But this is sort of like, isn't this... You mentioned that your father is out on the Timberwolves because the NBA playoffs allows 16 teams... Now even yeah, exactly. now it's even more than that. Yeah. And the the Timberwolves cannot get to be one of the top sixteen teams. Better than half. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I guess right, I should go the other way. The NBA admits that, you know, being that half is half is a real achievement. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we got half. There we go. So by by NBA standards, we're doing extremely well, is what you're saying. I uh, I'm I'm into that. That's fine. So let me just ask, what was your what's your most what's the one that you're most proud of calling correct? Um, I I don't um, I think you and I disagreed on Portland, and mm. I felt a little icky taking the uh, the over. But it was just like the gut each time that I, I would, I'd like look at it and be like, they're going to get over. They're going to get over. Um, what was the, what was the line? 39 and a half. 39 and a half. They're going to get 40 wins. It's fine. And then I'd think about it a little longer and I'd say to myself, oh man, are they going to get to 40 wins? <laughs> <laughs> and then you picked the under and I doubted myself uh, pretty heavily. But I think that's, that's one. That I felt really good about the Phoenix one. Also, we were we were in lockstep there, and yeah. uh, that was like the f- one of the first ones to hit. Well, anyway, is there anything to say about? Uh, is there anything to say going into the playoffs? Do you think? No. Who do we have? Who do we have in each? Uh, you and I. Who have, who have we picked? So people can keep us honest. Bucks, Mavs, Nets, Blazers, 76ers, Lakers, Hawks, Jazz, and I don't think that the Mavs. I didn't think that the Mavs could beat the Clips. Um, and I thought that maybe the Knicks could pull it off, which I'm 
I don't know. Are you concerned I don't know. about? <laughs> I don't know why I thought. I just like, yeah. I think I revised my Knicks prior too heavily. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, totally. A totally new team. <laughs> yeah. You so. do know that Tibbs also likes losing the playoffs, so so it's like I, it's a double edged sword. I viscerally sword know that it's true. Uh, yeah. No. 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 So I I'm I'm feeling okay. Feeling okay about this, but. First round is more certain. It's like it's like early rounds of the Champions League, right? Where you're like, well, you know, why is Liverpool playing this third tier Italian team? <laughs> like, oh, it's so funny you said Italian. I was going to say Dutch. I always love the Dutch well, ones. Yeah, yeah. Pop in. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, I I really think that the first round is is one of is kind of one of those things. But you know, I don't know. Best best of seven. I mean, everything. There is time for statistical anomalies to even out. So. You know, yeah, the Clippers lost the first game, but mm, do we really? Do we really think it's not going to go well? <laughs> you do, you do, but that's yeah. okay. I feel like I one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, I guess I should have been. I should have said the Wizards. Um, but we'll keep doing this each each round. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna pick our teams, right? Try to make sure that we announce them here. Smack the book here. Mm-hmm. Live sound, live sound. Let's do it. Um, Children of Huron. Uh, we are we're sizable chunk sizable chunk through now. Uh, end of chapter fourteen. There's eighteen chapters. I wanted to give us some good time to contemplate the end. What was the chapter named? The last chapter. Yeah. the The chapter that we just finished is the journey of Morwen and Neonor to Nagathond. That's also a hard word to say out loud. We argued about Neonor before starting the call. And I say Nargothrond and you're... Nargothrond. I, is it not... Yeah, Nargothrond. I don't know. I, part of the problem is that, like, you get you read them the first time, you get something in your head, and then then you go back, and then you, like, actually read what it's supposed to be after the chapter sometime, random time. Half the time you, like, correct it in your head. Half the time you don't. <laughs> I think... I mean... Then I had the memory of looking it up and trying to get the right thing, and I don't necessarily have it, have it changed in my head. I I think on, I love Tolkien's names of places, but Nargothrond is too long mm-hmm. for an important place. Like, there's a reason that in Lord of the Rings, places like Moria, right, catch Much on. Better. You're like, okay, this was simple. That was straightforward yeah. to the point. Like Nargothrond is like, ah, this is a little little difficult. Yeah, it's. It looks like it's three syllables that should be four, yeah. as well. <laughs> oh man, they call it, some good. They call it the land of Narog, right? Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been better. Wow, Glaurung. I do like Glaurung. Are we Glaurung? Should we go into Glaurung? I. I mean, it's. He's he's good. He he's a pretty good villain. He's he's a little bit less smarmy than smog i think he could have he could have been so i feel like he could have been sold better but like, i feel like he's, he's not as fleshed out as a character well but in the absence of that you can fill you fill in the gaps right sure okay no all right no 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 i'll allow it yeah and he is but i, I mean he's evil and i like that they he they talk about how um he's the echo or the shadow of Morgoth because Morgoth has made him more Morgoth has poured his evil into this being no he's an evil dude I love that I mean the one my in general it's 
I feel like I get less of a first age sense from this book than Baron and Luthien. Yes. Like, it's not as, like, it's supposed to be just so intense, right? The first age, like, everything is more intense. And I don't really get that from this book right now. Oh, what, what do you mean? Well, I, you texted me about this, the yada yada through the sack and the, sack, the battle yeah. is like, yeah, I, I could have used, I could have used more. Like, don't yada yada through what has got to be one of the pivotal battles of the first age. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. But we already got that through the, um, the Nerniath, <laughs> you know, that got, <laughs> it got yada yada, but in a like. I won't even talk about this because it would take years for me to explain yeah, everything yeah. that happened. Yeah. Do you want to talk about baseball? I, I think we should. I think we should talk about a little bit of baseball. I think what we should do is talk about our, um, just lay out sort of where, where we're at with our TGFBI teams, lay out some of the problem statements that we want to tackle going forward, some of the open questions that we have. Um, yeah, just generally see where we're at. So, I think we'll save the complaints till the end, but I'll just briefly, you know, I've got our updated, um, got our updated histograms here where we're sitting in the, the overall standings. I am at my current high point for the season, for the record, 412. I I don't know where you're at. Where are you at this morning? <laughs> That's a your high point in week one. I mean, if you, after week one. Okay. All right. After week one. Uh, and I'm at 97. The thing, the thing that I'm shocked about is like, you need stolen bases. <laughs> I I know. I, I cannot get them. But this this is why you're trying to solve the fab problem, right? Because and I, I noticed this yesterday too. In my league, there are no stolen bases on the waiver wire. All of the stolen bases are owned. Like yeah. apart apart from like super speculative, like you would have to you would literally have to roster Billy Hamilton and like have him in every game for his pinch run once a month, once mm-hmm. a week, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's like the only way that you're going to get them. Yeah. I, I don't know what in a, in a league with no trades, I don't know what else you do, <laughs> but stolen yeah. bases, stolen bases are your obvious improved point. Everything else is like, I'm not exactly sure what you do. It's yeah. It's sort of just like, um, kind of dusting things off, trying to make it a little bit better. I mean, am I at bats? It's a little bit low, so I need to do better on the, but that's sort of a roster problem. Yeah, but but like somebody like a somebody like a stolen base specialist is not going to help your at bat problem. Like you can't nope. you can't solve the at bat and I stolen base problem both, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Well, this has been the problem historically, and I think I, I did a little bit better now that of course Pineda is going to go down to the DL. Um, I've done a little bit better on the the K front. You know, I'm in I'm in the meat of the distribution here in Ks, which historically have been very low, but that's my innings pitched is much higher. Um, Man, wins is something that I'm a little frustrated at. I, I mean, well, wins, I feel like you just got to stay the course. Just hope that I, I'm able to squeeze some more wins out of things. No, I think, I mean, I think you know, like this This is the nice thing about, this is the nice and bad thing about full season Roto is that like now because you've, because you've rostered guys for a period of time where they weren't getting many wins, you basically have to have them for the rest of the season for it to normalize. Yeah, for yeah, exactly. No, yeah, you kind of want to have the players that haven't gotten that have two wins, even though they're expected to have. Oh my gosh, my wins! You know who my wins leader leaders are? I have three with four. I'm horrified to ask. Who are they? Relievers. 
Well, okay, but one one of them is funny. Yes, one of them is Araldus Chapman. <laughs> that well, I'm Araldus Chapman too. He's he's single handedly helping my you know he's he's really keeping my pitching alive right now. That's yeah. really funny though. Yeah, but and then it's Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler, man, and then Mad Bum. Mad Bum, that is that's really funny actually. Mad Bum has been wild this year because he's doing exactly what I would have wanted, which is. 4.45 ERA is fine when you're not expecting much out of him. 1.06 whip is great. And then a higher than 1k per inning. What well, no, that I mean that's that's better than what you drafted him for, right? I know. Well, that was in in my mind's eye when I did draft him, I looked at it and I said, "Okay, can he I think that this year he can get back to having a k per inning." can he stay in the 4.5 ERA place? And I thought, yes. And I mean, right. so right now the wins, they're going to regress. The wins are gravy, and that whip is awesome. And that's going to regress too. So I'm going to get fucked. So you're saying, well, well, then he's he's the opposite, right, of the guy that you have to roster all season to realize the wins value. He's like, I can drop well, him. you could drop him, and it's fine. Yeah. If it, I'm, I'm fine to drop him if he starts to... Because I'm in this, science. I'm in this scenario with Blake Snell, right? Blake Snell has one win right now. Like there, but there's nothing I can do. Like, you have I, to keep starting him because there's going to be a three game stretch where he he wins three games, he has 27 Ks, and he's yeah, exactly. I just I don't have I yeah. don't have anyone who I think I mean this is not this is not the entire problem with my team, but there is no. a problem with my team that. I have no I don't have any of the guys that have realized so much of their value early. <laughs> you know, I have right. zero of those players. I don't have anyone who's like really overperforming what we thought they would do. A bunch of guys are performing as as we thought they would do. Yep. <laughs> like what, what what am I supposed to do with that? I just cannot keep outfielders. No, your outfield is is something. But that's in that in the, the outfield problem speaks directly to the at-bat problem for you. Yeah. Right? Because because in a TGFBI league where you have where you have so many outfielders, you they're gonna they're gonna make up a big bulk of your production. If yep. you can't keep outfielders, if you can't keep outfielders getting regular at bats, you're gonna get really hurt. And I have underbid them every well, that's... every every time. Every time. This week I I thought that I each and each time that I'm like Okay, I'm gonna overspend in my head for this, and then it's like, what? That's co- that cost. That costed how much? So the next frontier in analysis is is the the fab budget in these. Like, we would like to have a slightly better handle on this. And I think I don't know if you're experiencing this, but Miley, a truly stunning amount of the money is gone already. Oh, same, same. So Hansel I'm inclined... Robles went for fifty five this week. Oh, Hansel Robles was gone in mine last week. Uh, I mean, there's there's one guy with a thousand, <laughs> which I'm pretty annoyed that I can't beat this guy. <laughs> this guy who's just who's just like demonstrably is rostering his starting his draft. Like that's it. Yeah, I've got two guys with a thousand in my league, and I can't. Everyone else is down. There's a guy. There's a guy in the league. The guy who's who's doing really well in the overall standings. Is already down to four hundred dollars. Yeah, number one in my league is four eighty eight. Like my guy, we are 
<laughs> we're, we're only a third of the way through the season, bud. Like, <laughs> a quarter of the way through the season. Like, you gotta... Number, th- number three is at 288 right now. So Yeah, there's somebody at 280 in mind. Like, th- there's, a, there's a long way to go, you guys. Like, probably probably throttle it back a little bit. Well, I mean, I our home league, I need to I need to get my shit together too. Yeah, but that league you can trade it. True, true. There's, there, there are once, other ways. Once to, you're out of money in DDFBI, you're done, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. So, I I don't know. Anyway, so we'll just stay the course. I think not much else to say there. Um, maybe worth figuring out a way to post this. I have the um, I have the correlations as well. I'll probably try and put that up um, somewhere just so that we can just so that people can take a look at it. So I think it's. I think the correlations are kind of cute. All right, I think that about brings us to the review session. Glaber Torres didn't really save that much time for this one, Michael. What do you mean didn't save that much time for this one? Did for uh, for talking about him. Well, how much do you want to say about him? <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I I guess my key question is: Is Glaber Torres someone we're going to be talking about in five years? I think he's going to have another fit of relevancy. Okay. So he had all-star seasons 2018, 2019. This year, uh, so far, appears in 38 games, 15 runs, two home runs, 18 RBIs, uh, three stolen bases, 282 average, which is extremely pedestrian. I mean, you want, it, you want to have, obviously, many more than 15 runs at this point in the season. Like, he's on pace for 60. Yeah, but he did, did have a DL stint there, right? Sure, but well, yeah, but now I mean it's not. It, he was he was a COVID DL stint, right? Was the reason, or was he actually injured? Yeah, it was a COVID DL stint. I think he yeah. actually had it, right? I don't know. I I don't really I don't really trust anything. It's hard to know. Yeah, he, he was on it. He was only on it for six days. So I mean, that's not like let's not. He's played in thirty eight of their forty two games or something. Forty four games. So it's not like it's not like he's played in no games. Where was he on? What was he on pace for? One hundred thirty games. Yeah, I, I just wonder if that team, if the whole team, is going to regress. Regress like to the, in a positive direction. Yeah, regress to yeah, the yeah. mean that would yeah. be positive. Because I just I think the sure. Yankees have under underperformed. Part of that is the bats. But part of that is, I mean, if you're thinking about the lineup, I mean, the Red Sox are, are the top team, and they've had some of the least lineup fluctuation in, in the batting order and new york has had a lot just because different players you know i mean yes and no i, th- I mean kind of less than you think i think but i mean their, their volatility is the names are so much more important where that volatility has been has been so much more important uh yeah okay all right i'll buy that i mean because one of the problems with your metric, which we might have to, we might adjust, is that if if it's if you're changing around eight, eight and seven, like who who cares? But if you're changing around two to seven, yeah. like that's 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 a lot bigger. Actually, that's a re- that's a really good point because Boston's volatility is really low in the first five, right? It's like the yeah. first five are rock steady, and it's yeah. like everything else. Okay, I'm willing to consider higher order fixes to this for, for the, the the Yankee what we can I think call the Yankees problem, or the Yankees conundrum. But I think, but going back to going back to him, Gleyber Torres specifically, I think he 
is going to be relevant. He's only 24 years old. Yeah. He jumped on the scene pretty early, was pretty good to start, and then just hasn't taken that next step. Is this Jason Hayward? That's, yes. Is that the name that you were thinking? Is this this total young flash in the pan, and then he'll be a journeyman forever? You know, I was talking to a Cubs fan who was like, I really wish Jason Hayward could succeed. And I'm like, Jason Hayward's still playing? And, you know, know, that type of, like, like. Well, but the difference is Jason Hayward has, like, plus plus defense so no matter what he's going to get yes. he's going to get a chance to play he's i mean because man you look at him you're like wow that guy that guy is a bigger more coordinated version of byron buxton yeah exactly <laughs> less likely to injure himself every three weeks uh same batting average but you know <laughs> torres torres can't be who the yankees picture their long-term shortstop being no i thought he was they wanted to play I think they want to be second or third. Is is really is I know, really, but, I, but, would, but I could we, see him as the third baseman. But we're supposed to be talking about him in the context of a shortstop, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't be a shortstop. He should. He should end up being at third, where that six one, two hundred five pound frame might be fit a little bit. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe playing short and second has been tough for him. Yeah, but he's not gonna. He's not gonna get a shot at third. What are they gonna do with Ursula? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I, I agree. I guess, I guess mine. Yeah. I, I'm worried about his developmental path. Like it's not, it's not obvious that he gets a lot better to me. No, there's, there's none of this that really screams like it's going to be. And that's, and that's supposed to be what you like about him, right? You're like, if you look at something like this, you're, you're supposed to like that he's 24 years old. And I, I don't feel any joy over the fact that he's 24 years old. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is going to be, like a mid-tier shortstop to select. Yeah, I think he's going to be around there every single year, and it's he's gonna. I bet you he's gonna have one of those years where he's a top forty player, and then everybody's like, "Oh, it's this it. He's he's on. He's on." And then it just goes back to being this, which is like owned, owned in every yeah. league. No, he's he's the he's the twelfth shortstop, so he's gonna be owned in even shallow leagues. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll be at the tail end of the ownership in shallow leagues, but he's going to be owned. Oh, you see this expected home runs by Park? I have not noticed this in StatCast. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. Ooh. I mean, I, I don't think it's actually helpful, but it's, it's no, interesting. No, but I like it. I get to see a lot of color. <laughs> I mean, if you look at him in StatCast, hard hit, 33rd percentile. Whiff, 24th percentile. Chase rate, 32nd percentile. Oh, this is 2019. I'm sorry. Even worse. It's hard worse hit, 19th yeah. percentile barrel 26 percentile the only thing he's good at is not chasing chasing and that's not that helpful in fantasy unless you're in a walk league obp league 363 no no great great there i mean he doesn't he doesn't strike out a ton but you're not rewarded for his skills in fantasy right now unless you play in an obp league but that's the thing that's the regression to the mean if the if the yankees get better and he's on base 36 percent of the time He's gonna have more than fifteen runs. Well, I agree. Fifteen runs is is crazy right now. That's I mean that's that's the number that I'm most upset by, <laughs> right? Of all of this, like everything else you can stomach, but it's like, well, I need to get more than fifteen runs on Where is he in the fifteen lineup? run pace. Fifth is his typical spot. That's yeah. He's, he's almost always fifth. A little bit of fourth. I don't think this is a good spot for him. Might as well put him first. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I know that lineup has some. Good hitters, but that would be where he'd be most effective. 
fantasy wise. Sure. I mean, I would, if, if you wanted him to be more effective fantasy wise, you swap him with Judge, I think, put him in third. Because it's currently LeMahieu, Stanton, Judge, Urshela, Torres is, would be their, I think, their ideal first five. Yeah, but I think that you'd want Glaber in there first, so then it could be, oh, I guess he doesn't have enough speed. Um, Glaber in there first, and then LeMahieu, if he doesn't get on, LeMahieu is on. And if he does get on, then he's at third by the time LeMahieu hits him, gets a hit, right? I, I would okay. think that would be the way you'd, you'd want to do it. But I think that there's just not enough faith in Torres. Then maybe that's what does what shows it. One thing I like about the lineup analysis is that it just gives us the opportunity to, you know, say what we would do if we ran the teams. <laughs> anyway, um, any any last minute thoughts? I think he's fine. We'll be talking about him, but in the context of fine. No, I have nothing else to say about him. Who are we doing next week? Let's talk about Javier Baez. We'll because uh, we have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I actually consider him to be very similar to Torres, so I'm ready to see if there's reason to not associate the two of them in my head i know big name not a big not big yeah. results yeah okay time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild manner for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook feel free to email us with questions or comments send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com again mind the z all i've got left is horse luck to you buddy horse luck to you too yeah.